We have only the best, 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 best DJs from around the world. All Flavors Radio. Yo, this is Donnie. You're in tune to All Flavors Radio. Don't touch that dial. What would the best year of your life look like? This is perhaps the most important question you could ever ask yourself. What would my greatest life look like? What would it look like and how am I going to achieve it? If you want the right answers, you must ask the right questions. If you aren't asking the right questions, how do you expect to get the answers that could change your life forever? Starting with the most important question of your life, what would my greatest life look like? This will lead you to a place most people never go, inside, inward, deep within yourself. When you know what you really want, what you need to be happy, then you can start the process of working toward it. You can start the process of removing everything that holds you back from it. You can make the hard decisions much easier knowing it is for the greater good, the long-term reward, the future happiness, peace, joy. You will live with clarity, a deeper sense of meaning, and purpose. So ask yourself the question, what would my greatest life look like? Pause, be silent, and let the answers flow naturally. Write the answers down. Write whatever comes to you. What feelings would you need to feel consistently to be living your greatest life? How could you feel those feelings more often? Who would be in your life if you were living your greatest life ever? What kind of people? How can you attract more of those kind of people? What physical health standards would you be living in your greatest ever life? How are you going to get to that point? Break it down and start working toward it immediately. When you feel something, when you taste how great your life will be if you take action, do not wait. You must take immediate action. Those who take immediate action are the only people who get the results they deserve. If you wait, you might be waiting forever. How do you have to step up to live your greatest ever life. Are you willing to make that sacrifice? What amount of income would you be earning to be living your greatest ever life? What would you be doing to earn that income? And how can you start working towards making that a reality for yourself? Write down the answers to all these questions. Then break down how you can achieve everything you desire in your life. Your life in one year from today could be unrecognizable from the one you are living now if you are willing to let go of the old you. Are you willing? 
Another great variation of this question, which will keep your mind fresh and looking for the good in each day, is to ask yourself every morning, what would my greatest day look like today? Then, spend a few moments practicing intention. Close your eyes and practice intention for this day. Picture everything you want from this day, not material things, but feelings. How are you going to feel today? See yourself laughing and you will attract more laughter. Intend more joy and you will see more joy. Intend more great conversations, kindness, compassion, great people, hugs, whatever you want from each day. And more of those things will show up. Remember, if you want a great answer, ask a great question. Ask yourself, what makes you happy? Ask yourself how you can grow and develop yourself. Ask yourself what negative aspects can be cut from your life and what positive aspects can you add? Ask yourself the right questions. Be willing to accept the answers that come through you and take action so you can live that life, the life you deserve, your best ever life. Give to you, make love to you, love to you, put you on a rocket block, keep on loving to the 
Pleasant, pleasant good evening to you all here on allflavorsradio.com. How are you doing, world? I am Wimbo77. And I am naturally Lily. You got it right today. <laughs> I did. I got it right for a change, guys. How awesome is that? Getting things right. I remember the other date was everything is right day. Yes, it was. <laughs> but not today. Not today. But it was a lovely day. A lovely autumn day, I'd say. And also, uh, we went for a walk earlier because it is half term. So we got that time off from school to chill and um, refocus and gather our thoughts and get ourselves together. And um, yeah, I had to go and get a few things on the high road. And I found a stash of lavender, guys. Oh, my goodness. I found so much lavender. I was in I was in Nirvana. <laughs> so how was your day naturally, Lily? Um, it was busy, semi-productive. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was a good day. It was a good day. I don't have half term, but I've taken the half term this this time round. Oh, I can hear myself now. Mm. Um I've taken the half term this time round, so I worked for like two days and then well, I didn't work yesterday because I wasn't well. But I'm taking the rest of the week off. Good. And it's well deserved because, you know, sometimes we work very hard, beautiful people, and we don't let you don't let your day job kill your dreams. I saw that you posted that. This I posted week. that this week because sometimes we can get so caught up in other people's business, mm-hmm. in more ways than one, should I say, mm-hmm. and um, not have that time to to focus on Ourself. yourself, mm. right? And that can, that is one of the most important things, really, to have that focus. Not being not selfishly, not selfishly, because um, we've got to also think of others. And I had a lovely opportunity last week. We had something in the community and reaching out to the elderly, which was lovely. It was such a nice afternoon had and other things as regards to Sweet Mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm working with these women and doing various things for comic relief. So there's lots of things going Amazing. on. And, you know, it's a constant work in progress. So don't let anything, no day job, nothing, no relationship, nothing, kill your dreams. You've got to keep your dreams alive. Would you agree, Leish? Yeah, I do think it's important to dream, for one, because if you don't have no dream and if you don't have no drive for something else, then you just kind of go in day to day and day to day can be mundane. So mm. it's good to have a dream and it is good to work to make that dream Come alive. happen. I've realised there's a few things that I've had dreamt dreamt about mm. um some work related some not and it bit by bit some things work related are actually coming into fruition like mm. what i wrote my dissertation on is actually seeming to be 
implemented at there the moment. There you go, so the vision. It's the also vision. vision. There. We have dreams, we also have visions. Mm. And it's working out what the two is because a vision is something that you really see manifest right in front of you. Yeah. And a dream is a goal or something that you want to attain to. Mm. So you work towards that as well. So yeah. in many cases, we, why not, why not? Life, life, we have only one life to live, YOLO, as they say. <laughs> and we have to make the most of it because um, a, friend of, a friend of ours this last week passed. Mm. May his soul rest in peace. And you just realise how futile things can be sometimes yeah. because we're, we're ch- what we're chasing, we're chasing other people's dreams sometimes in that sense. Mm. And then we're, we forget everyone around us. Family is so important that we stick together and that we work together to reach the purpose, to reach the goal. Mm. Yeah, but we're all, all also working on ourselves at the same time. So we we can't be in that expectation of wanting others to fulfill our dreams and goals we got to work in line with that Mm. yeah definitely right so lots to be getting on with tonight beautiful people and uh, some of the questions we had uh uh natalie she sent in and really asked us to cover this question and the question is is it all right to have gender neutral bathrooms we're going to go on and see the reason um, why she asked us to specify this question as regards to gender gender neutral bathrooms we're going to be looking at that and another scenario that we're throwing out there to you all is would you marry your goddaughter or godchild or godchild yeah because it could 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 go go vice versa couldn't it so would you marry your godchild and that is yeah that was when I saw this one I was dumbfounded I was really dumbfounded but these are not questions that we make up, beautiful people. They're, they're actually not questions that naturally Lily and I make up. They are scenarios that we may come across in the week. And we're going to go, really? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> yeah, really? And then yeah. we tackle it and see how you feel about it and see how everyone else feels about it. Mm-hmm. And then we draw our own conclusions. Mm-hmm. All right. So hi to the chat room. Hi, George Flavors. High five to everyone over the start end, doing some amazing stuff. Mark Philogene and DJ Slim last night, uh, on point as always. And we will be calling on you guys very shortly in the chat room. Everyone on TuneIn, everyone around the world, and even all you silent listeners too. All right, so moving on naturally, Lily. Our, when it is cancer, breast cancer awareness. Months. Months. Yeah. Yeah, breast cancer awareness, awareness month. So we're raising that awareness to women in particular, although I think men can get breast cancer No, as well. we're raising it to men and women because both yes. women and but everyone, anyone, right. can get breast cancer. You see, so it's October, breast ca- um, raising awareness to that breast cancer awareness month. And it's an annual campaign to raise awareness about the impact of breast cancer. So join us as we rise together to help uplift women in general, as well as men, because we can all be susceptible to this wicked disease. Mm. Yeah. And it's important to know what the signs and sim- well, the signs and symptoms are of breast mm. cancer. So main mainly, um, most people have different symptoms. Not everyone's gonna present the same issue. Mm. Um, but most don't even 
notice any of the signs. The most common signs that you would get would be a lump in your breast or in your armpit because all of that is connective. Um, others get skin changes, pain, a nipple that pulls inward and unusual discharge from your nipple. So those things are unusual. Mm. I would say though, if you're a breastfeeding mother, things like lumps in your breasts and pain and obviously leakage, hand <laughs> they all come part, you know, as part of the process. Mm. But like, if you do notice skin changes um, or your nipple turning inwards, then that's obviously a sign that something's not right. Mm. Um, but there are obviously some signs that you may look at and think, well, I'm a breastfeeding mother, that's yeah. kind of normal. So, yeah. The article did make the point that sometimes there may not be any signs as well. So yeah. it's a matter of us, I guess, checking just to see. And I mean, I, I know that I went for one of those things where they put it Mammogram. into the yeah. It was it was no, it was they okay. squeeze you against the sh- uh, shield, don't but they? But I felt more ill after having the thing, you know. So you know, just but still, it, check check oneself out. Everything was fine. Yeah. So getting those checks, and if you feel that you've seen something that you're not quite sure about, just go and check it out as well, yeah. because you know it's your health, it's your life, and we've got to be in tune with that. And it's this isn't about breast cancer. This is about um, cancers down below. Mm. But we teach about signs and symptoms of certain cancers. And I was looking in one of the textbooks the other day, mm. and there are some signs that it befuddles my mind how people men have let things get to the point that i'll show you what i mean i can't yeah. show you but show you what i mean how they let it get to a certain Can you point explain? so for example when um males get like genital cancers mm. um some of the signs are like big sores okay on their member and stuff like that not even big sores. Sometimes it looks like a big... Um, one of them had like a... Almost like an ulcer. A white patch that looked like an ulcer. But to me, if you saw that there... Well, that's not normal. Like, you'd go and get that checked out. Yeah, but, but do you check? That's the thing. Do people check? As in, like of course, says, you know, they should be. You know, we should be, but do they? That's, that's yeah. the point. And that's the, the point about raising awareness. Because some people just go about their everyday life not thinking tutus about anything and boom, they're caught between stage one, stage four, yeah. you know, and that's, that's the scary part of it. And it's not something to be balked at because at the end of the day, then we're having to go through the, by not picking it up, the person that hasn't been that, you know, maybe looking or checking, mm have to go through the pain of other things now but what i would say as well is you have to be persistent because we also know that Mm. there are certain general practitioners that will say oh no you're fine give you some antibiotics and kick you on your merry way but i saw something in the week and it was of a man talking to who's on a it was a tv like calling show Mm. um and he was basically giving his experience that he had a you know weird looking thing on his part of his body he took he called the gp they wouldn't even see him face to face so that was the first issue and then when they said oh fine take a picture of it and send it there's like oh it's just you know something that can be 
cleared up with some antibiotics, gave him some antibiotics. And it wasn't until his wife said, you need to go back because it's getting worse. That then he went back, then got referred to whoever needed to be, he got referred for a biopsy. Mm. And then it turns out that it was cancer and it was far gone. It was like stage four. Could you imagine if you didn't have a wife though? Exactly. And she didn't say, babe, you've got to go and check that out. Exactly. And it, and I know it's that thing of, oh, I've got to call the GP again. Yeah. Because I hate calling my GP. Yeah. Because you don't never get anywhere. But sometimes you have to be persistent. Um, to get some, Because you know within there. yourself as well, if you don't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes you can be... But then oh, some people put it small. off though, Leash. Some people, yeah. some people just like, do you know what? I don't want to deal with this right now. And um, like I said, day job, kill, day job killing your dreams. Mm. Day job could actually be killing you because you're not taking the time out to even check yourself yeah. and see if things are okay. And and your bosses say, no, you can't take the time off. Mm. Well, you're entitled to it. And if it's about, you know, that self-preservation and looking out to see that you're all right. And if your boss don't care, because do you know what? Within a month, you'll be replaced. Yeah. Go and get yourself checked out. Check mm. yourself out. And if you are unsure... You make sure that you go and get some professional advice. Sadly for that guy, he did go to the professionals and they let him yeah, down. They let him down in that big case. Time. And I, I would definitely be going to some body, um, professional body, to show what this doctor has done, mm. and they'll have to act accordingly. Mm. However, we're talking about breast aware- breast cancer awareness month, but it's it's not just breast cancer. It's it's in every single scenario where we can get this wicked disease Mm. and we need to make sure that we're checking. So like we said, when it comes to breast um, cancer, it's lumps in the breast, swollen areas Mm. of the body or lumps or swelling near the armpits or collarbone and changes in the breast size or shape, Mm. dimpled skin, maybe around the urella and flaky, thickened or discoloured skin, pain under uh, or tender spots um, a nipple that turns inward mm. and nipple discharge that's not breast milk but like you said Lily, if you're breastfeeding and if you're breastfeeding stuff, you're not going to notice that are you yeah <coughs> it's slightly different but there are there there are different types as well isn't there mm. of um or symptoms to um breast cancer so check out this this is the article taken is it's called um what are the symptoms of breast cancer this is the i think that's the article that we took it from so check that out on on google as it were and i'm going to put a link into the chat box or you could just simply go on nhs yeah the nhs website and it'll give you some signs and symptoms yeah um and they usually come with pictures as well which will give you some ways of identifying it yeah but yeah. Okay. So check 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 it out. Make sure to check yourselves out and see that you are okay. Good evening, DJ Slim. How are you doing? Good evening, John Ken. Joy McKay. How are you all doing? Darnell the therapist. We can see you out there. And um yeah, we hope you are enjoying the show. Please remember that you can call in if you want to join in on the conversation. And the line's open around 7 o'clock, and that's on 07895134713. So naturally, Lily, in saying that, we're speaking also on the, the next point of call 
is we know that it's Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And black writers, or should I say black history, the writers are being urged, or readers, should I say, are being urged to decolonise our bookshelves with a new canon of diverse authors. Do you get that? To decolonise. I just don't like, I don't know. You don't like what? I don't know how I feel about that statement. Yes, don't be involved with the coloniser, but... No, no, that's is not that what, what it meant. No, it's not making that point. It says, like, we know who William Shakespeare is, we know who William Golding is, and we know who William Sir William Blake is. Yeah. Right? They are uh, writers that we study at uni, study at college. Mm-hmm. Those are prolific people that we know about. Mm-hmm. But what they're saying is people, other people like Octavia E. Butler, Andrea Levy, and Jamaica, Jamaica Kincaid, that they too should be included in the canon as well yeah but they won't be included in the canon because we don't know who they are <laughs> that's the point i'm making okay that's the but point how I'm do making. you how do you put them on your bookshelf if you don't know they're supposed to be on your bookshelf hence that's why you and i are here darling okay. so we can raise that again raising awareness it's always about raising awareness as to what is out there and what we can tap into. I will say, actually, today yes. at work, so every couple, every week or so, they have someone has a sales table down in the main area. And um, there was a lady down there today selling black author books. Okay. Um, I was looking for your books. <laughs> and um, they looked really like really interesting titles. I didn't buy one because I weren't planning on buying any books today. And I yeah. usually read on. But... It was nice to see, obviously it's Black History Month, so they would be there, mm. but it's nice to see like a table full of black authors. Yeah. That was nice. Uh, well, I mean, Andrea, Andrea Levy, she's passed away, sadly, but I have read one of her books mm. that was A Small Island. Mm. And I must say, reading that book, it I didn't know that there were black servicemen in the war. Yeah, there were black servicemen in the war. So, and and in the American side, the camp was segregated. As in there were black fighters? Yeah, black guys oh, that yeah. went to the like, First and Second World War. Yeah. I was very, I was unaware. Because they let them fight in their country, fight for the country. Yeah. And um, even in the War of Independence. I was unaware of it, Lily. Wow. I was unaware until I read that book. It kind of opened my eyes because that small island, it highlights uh, the struggles that, West Indian families had when they came here, mm. part of the Windrush mm. um, nation, and it highlighted their struggles. And I think that Eddie Nestor and someone else said there was actually a TV series on it. Yeah, but I've read the book, oh, nice. and it it was a beautiful book. She's a great writer, Andrea Levy. I'm not. I've never heard of Octavia E. Butler or um, Jamaica Kincaid, but those are. Th- I've um, heard of Jamaica Kincaid. Oh, have you? Yeah. Okay, but. That book, it really opened my eyes up to certain parts of history. Mm. So it, I think it's very important for them to highlight or utilise, you know, or like it says, to decolonise a bookshelf mm. and introduce these books into university as a choice. Because what what are some of the books that you read at school for A-level and all that stuff? Um, for A-level, I read The Colour Purple. Okay. Which made me dislike the film dislike the book really really <laughs> I hated that book 
Purple. But I read The Colour Purple. I read A Handmaid's Tale. It's been made into a series now. Yeah. I read... What else did they make us read? Othello. It's got a black man in it. But Shakespeare, see? Shakespeare, yeah. See? So... Again, it's oh, in nineteen eighty four. I oh, say I read it. George Orwell. I read maybe half of the book, and then I tried to watch the film, and then I fell asleep in the film because <laughs> it was boring. I most probably be able to watch it now though and understand it. Yeah. But I think when I was in college, um, it just didn't really resonate with an eighteen year old or seventeen year old me. The thing is, when you when you think about that book, it's so is today yeah and you know what's funny when i was reading the handmaid's tale there's um in the book the handmaids have this pass to get out of the place that they're stuck in yeah um and that was just at the same time that the oyster cards are coming about so i was like (laughs) oh my gosh it's coming true (laughs) it all came true (laughs) they're tracking our lives and they really are tracking our lives it's not even funny it's sometimes when you read and you yeah read things and you see like, you might think, oh, that's a bit bizarre. And then later on, it's actually happening in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it becomes... I really do. Very, I'm you know, reading a book now and I'm just like, no, this this is not reality. But yeah, it's um, it's an interesting book. Yeah. So, I mean, who wrote... I'm just looking at who wrote The Colour Purple here. Oh, it was Alice, oh, Alice Walker. Walker. So yeah. It was a, a black writer, another yeah. black writer. And I think that The Colour Purple... Well, you said you wrote it in... You read it in school. Yeah, I re- no, okay. I read it, that in college. Oh, in college. Was it college? Was that in English literature? Yeah. You see, so some were presented in, in at uni or mm. college, whereas what they're saying is that we need to decolonise our bookshelves a lot more. But it's also about, <clears throat> sorry, it's also about the types of book you choose. So I know with school, they just have like a general bunch of books that you have to read mm. when you do English literature. But when you get to college, I know the books that I read were out of choice because it was based on a certain topic. So like I had to read 1984 and Hans Tale to compare like different types of totalitarian society. So mm. I chose to read those, those two. I can't remember why I read The, the Colour Purple. Um, but when you get to college, you kind of have a bit more autonomy on mm. what books you want to read. And then I think it's similar for uni as well when it comes to Kind of, because what, the, what um, this article is highlighting is it says that the gate, gatekeepers to the traditional canon include a range of culprits from institutions and publishing houses to mm. universities and literally prize, prizes, um, the authors argue. So it's saying there are gatekeepers that want to keep the traditional canon of books the same, mm. but life isn't the same. We've got to kind of change it, change it up a bit. So they're saying why... Why not introduce more authors of colour as opposed to the, the the people that were around hundreds of years ago? Life's moved on quite a bit from then, hasn't it? But then I could argue, mm. I remember in my um, English anthology in school, yeah. we had poetry from people like um, Benjamin Zephaniah okay. and, oh, who's the mixed race guy? John, John something, the name will come to me, but they were mixed in with the Shakespeare poetry and the Elizabeth, whatever her name is, I can't remember what her name is, poetry. So they were all kind of 
mixed in. So I would say that we did kind of, we did, yeah. Okay, so it was quite inclusive. And that was in, when was I doing my A-levels? In 2003, 2004. Okay, so it's about, I I just guess they're saying it's all about inclusivity. Yeah. And now there's, there's, there are a lot more black writers and Asian writers. Yeah. To be included within the canon when it comes to choices in university and not having the gatekeepers just having the same old, same old. Like, I remember doing, like, Of Mice and Men. Oh, we never did school. that. Yeah. We did, but uh, it came to my attention like, um, of late that there were quite derogatory terminology. Yeah, there. there was. So, and I, to be very fair, I don't even remember it. I just mm. remember that Tiny, one of the characters, killing a, a young boy. Was it young By girl? accident, yeah. Right, because he was a bit simple and so on so forth. Yeah. That's all that I remember from that book. I do think, though, we're talking as educators here, right? Yeah. As educators that may have... So, obviously, I don't work in um, secondary school, but if you are in a secondary school, as an educator in a college, mm. um, in some kind of educational setting where you have control or you can contribute to what is... Um, added to your curriculum so like we know what the basics of our qualification is we choose how we deliver it we choose what things to introduce to our learners we choose what special guests and that kind of stuff we want to come in so if you are a teacher that teaches English literature for example in college you actually it doesn't matter what two books you critically reflect on Mm. you can bring in these new lit- new pieces of literature to your students. So actually, I think it does start with the us as the learner teacher, and the reader. Yeah. But then the teacher, it has such a major influence. Yeah. Um, and I'm not just talking about black teachers. I'm talking about everyone across the board that teaches that wants to, you know, get black Asian history, African history, in schools and that kind of literature in schools you're the best person to be able to yeah. to do that. Not everyone has to read of um, Mice and Men. And remember we said that, I mean, it's Black History Month. We know it's October, Black History Month, blah, 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 blah. However, we cover it every week. Yeah. We speak about our history every week because it's, it's quite important. Yeah. But in this case, we're talking about literature and we're talking about decolonising our bookshelves. So mm. what, what does your bookshelf look like, listeners? What kind of things do you like to read? And do you have quite a diverse selection of authors on your shelf Mm. let us know and we will see y'all in five stay there we'll be back after these at 15 elijah j mccoy moved to scotland seeking opportunities he was denied in america his studies abroad led him to develop over 50 patented inventions including the automatic sprinkler and the folding ironing board it's believed the quality of his work gave rise to the term the real mccoy celebrate his legacy and learn more about black history yo Guess what my uncle just said? Tell them who you tell me. Hoorah, they dad's all right now. Okay, look. Shaba was the king back in the day. Shaba! But Pop Khan is fire! And he's gunning for the throne. How he do that? 
I always so right. Anyone can get in and stay in the know. Download the Loop app today. Don't miss the Flying Fish on Cuckoo Barbados Music Fortnight from the 3rd of June to the 12th of June 2022. Stay in at Yellowbird and South Gap Hotels in St. Lawrence Gap on the south coast of Barbados with daily theme parties, the welcome party with free rum punch, the Lovers Rock concert and party, the Dressing White Catamaran Party, the Swimwear or Short Speech Party, comedy in the Boatyard, a Moonlight Party, the Bajan Bar Crawl, a Carnival Night in the Gap, the Oysters Fish Fry and Grill Party Night, the International Artist Night, and the Midnight to Morning Farewell to Barbados Party. Oh, and each night there's going to be a last man standing rave at La Fleur's Bridgetown. Early bird tickets start at just £999, based on a minimum of two people sharing. Secure your place now with a £99 deposit, followed by nine equal payments of £100. This includes hotel and entertainment wristbands. For more details, call 0877-799-455. AllFlavorsRadio.com, the number one radio station on the net, reaching 179 countries in the world with the best variety of music. You're listening to the best station, best station. where the music never stops. you're doing out there good evening Chrissy we will be coming to you shortly my dear Darnell the therapist DJ Slim John Ken how you doing Doing Joy McKay and big up Mark Philogene from Bremen. Send a big hello to DiCarlo, George Flavors. How are you? Sour Malaysia doing, guys. 
not forgetting DJ Laro, they're sunning it up in St. Lucia. Also send a big high five to guess one, two, four. Gal, gal. Chanel Taylor. John John Marjak, Anisha Isa Tai Tai and Denaya I'm saying a guess, big hello to guest 477 I'm so glad that you David Isaac George has made a really good recovery. Hollowing out guest 870 and guest 964. Gwen McRae, keep the fire burning. Gregory Porter Dry Bones
you're doing guest 39. of Gregory Porter there for y'all and wow that was a really nice track wasn't it naturally Lily very nice Ooh. Ooh. very nice so thank you Mark Mark Philogene he said that Sir Garfield Sobers father died in World War Two, fighting for England and that was in line with what we were saying about um, Beverly Levy oh, Beverly Levy <laughs> the, the yes the writers it was Andrea Levy isn't mm-hmm. it that wrote on um, small I- small island, and really speaking on the fact that there were fighters around that time, and I mean that her her story, small island, was actually a fictional book, but obviously based around true life, and we just that was speaking on the fact that there should be more of us reading a new canon mm-hmm. and decolonizing our bookshelves. So thank you so much for that, Mark. So, Lily, our word for the day. Fasul. 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 Which means to easily, to easily accomplish, oh, too easily accomplished or attained. So you basically achieve something too quickly. Yeah, or too easily. So you got that crossword. Fasul. Fasul. Oh, it, it, it came too easy. Yeah. And too quickly. So it says it feels as um, the the point says the facts of the unsolved mystery were intriguing, but the author's conclusions were facile, which mean that the they were too easy to figure out, like a murder mystery. Yeah, but they were. You know, I love. I do like Agatha Christie, although she was a bit uh, out there, <laughs> left wing. But like, I love the way that she keeps you in suspense. Yeah, and you've got to wait. Whereas some, you can just get to the conclusion quite quickly i'm reading a book at the moment and we already know who the person is that committed the crime right but we know the person's name but we don't know anything about the person we know the crime that's been committed and it's gripping me because so i like crime mysteries anyway Mm. um but i just i want to see how it came about like yeah okay yeah 
and that's nice and that just the so it's not fasul it's it, definitely it not fasul a, this one a breakdown of you kind of know who it is mm. but then you don't know who you don't it really is. know the person mm. you know so Sorry, that's really... says did you know facile came from the word from came from the latin facili meaning easy and facile to make or do the ad- adjective can mean easy or easily done as befits its latin roots but it now often adds the meaning of undue haste or shallowness oh as in facile answers to complex questions so for example when students have a test they just yes well not yes and no answers but they just don't put emphasis or yeah they answer too any life into it yeah i Mm. hear you i hear you so how do we answer in that sense or are we facile with our do do we just are we just easy going and is it easy going or just the way that we approach things i guess Fassel about a situation or fassel Are you about... unduly hasty or shallow? Okay, unduly hasty and shallow. Because that's what I get from that. It now adds the meaning of undue haste or mm. shallowness. So that means no forethought. No, not really. You've just kind of thrown something together. Yeah. I had a, maybe I shouldn't say, but someone that was doing something for me and they threw it together and I said, I don't like that because I like to take my time to do things because I'm, 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 I'm really coming away from being a perfectionist, I must say, because I was really bad at one stage. However, I realised that we all work in different ways, mm. but that was definitely for Saul. I was just like, no, darling. And then my other lady come along and she fixed it all. So we're on the same page, whereas, again, I guess it's been on the same page as someone as well. I have currently realised that... I'm a bit of a perfectionist. Because, no, do you know what it is? At the moment, we're having like new development things happening at work and whatever, and I'm kind of leading on the project. And you know when you give someone an instruction... (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Because this hurts me. You know when you give someone an instruction and they're like, yep, boom, we'll have this done in a week. You've been done today, don't you? (laughs) But like, I give you a layout of things of mm. how I want things done boom 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 and it's like baby steps like I have to tell you how to make a cup of tea even from the point of telling you to wait for the water to boil listeners how would you make it if I was to tell you to give us a step-by-step uh, instruction on how to make a cup of tea what would your step-by-step instruction be because I understand that everyone's step by step by step will be different because some people are crazy and put the milk in before they put the water in. That's insane. I'm just going to say that out loud. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, even with the fact that everyone knows the ingredients that goes into the cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. How is it that you know the ingredients that go into a cup of tea, but it still comes out like coffee? Yeah, but it's a step by step instruction. That's what makes it different. Like, okay, walk to the tap, turn the tap on, cold water fill up the kettle someone might miss out those steps and just say put the, like the tea Americans bag in the tea just put the water in the, in the cup and pour the hot water on but there's a whole process before getting the hot water you have to fill the kettle up in fact you have to go downstairs turn on the light to the kitchen not necessarily because if you've got one level house then you just walk All into right. the kitchen so you walk into the kitchen but you still might have to turn the light on or you might have to turn it's, 
it depended on the individual. Listen, either way, either way, you've given someone a task to do that they said they could do in 24 hours and the 24 hours has now passed and now I can do nothing about it and I've had to relinquish responsibility (laughs) to others and it's you know and I know that they're capable and can give the instruction but when you've been it's like a baby you don't you don't half marinate a baby in your womb and then just transfer it to another woman's womb you know you just you marinate for the whole nine months this is how it feels yeah but the thing is that you when you're giving responsibility over to someone they may be all about it and think that it's easy and just bung it out and that's the problem because i still got to come back any and fix forethought, the problem or you can be behind them 100% of the way and just guiding them in the right direction. I'm not guiding no one. I'm not. And that's what management is all about. But anyway, that's for another time. But first of all, do we take things too easy? No. Or do we really put the effort you in? You must always think before you act. And come out with something amazing. So too easily accomplished or attained. Mm. And life isn't too easily accomplished or attained. Sometimes when you really want to reach somewhere, you've got to take your time. Mm. And do it to the best of your ability to have it done in the best possible way. Mm. And not to just easily just throw it together. Fling it together. Attain it and think, oh yeah, I've done that. No, because that means that we have been for all about the situation and it might not be up to everyone else's standard. Because it's like baking a cake, isn't it? You can fling all the ingredients into the bowl. It's still going to make the cake. But it's not going to be as fluffy as if Process. you put the, beat the eggs and the sugar together yeah. and, you know... Watch the colour change. (laughs) It's a process to it. It's a process. As it says there, we're either in haste or shallow and we give facile answers to complex questions. And Mm. I'm sure facile answers to complex questions. I mean, complex questions can be really daft. There was one that I um, saw the other day. It's it's like a puzzle that's never been solved. Okay. And it's a maths things, and they will give you a million pounds for solving it. If someone can solve this maths equation, and no one solved it down till now, and it's been going since the Greek times. So I want to go. Who knows? I'll we'll try and find it for you. What is it? What is it about? Let you know, Lily, I can't remember. Oh, you know, I'm up enough. very early in the morning, so it was just on one of those those ones. So we're looking. We're in WhatsApp corner, and. They are looking for a junior manufacturer assistant on a 12-month full contract. And this is with Afrocentric. Afrocentric, yeah. This was, thanks, Michelle. Michelle sent this one in for us. And, um, yeah, there's a full job description on Afrocentric. We'll put it in the, the link in the bio. And there's enough time to, to actually... Go in and check this one out because the closing date is on the 9th of November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've got it up here somewhere, Lily. So it's the deadline is the 9th of November at 11 a.m. You need to send your e- uh, CV and a cover letter. Mm. Um, needs to be a Word document or a PDF attachment. PDFs are usually better because no one can edit it. And your email needs to be entitled Afrocentrics Junior Manufacturing Assistant Application. Um we will put the email into the chat box. Yeah. Admin at Afrocentrics, A-F-R-O-C-E-N-C-H-I-X dot com. And 
they want it to be a one page CV. So if you've got loads of work experience, just make it relevant to what they want. It's a benefits. Oh, sorry. The benefits of working for Afrocentrics are that they're fast growing company. They're London based. And you get free hair products. That's Ooh. nice. Yeah, because it says they're a team of making natural products for Afro hair, including shampoos, creams, oils, and you will be contributing to the growing business by assisting with the manufacturing of innovative products across Afrocentric uh, that are aligned with our brand's ethical and sustainable brand values. Mm. It's funny because it's something that I'm doing at the minute with Sheer Wild. Mm. But... I mean, there's room for everybody to grow, isn't it? But you make body products, not hair products. Yeah. But this one looks like it's um, it's hair. Yeah. And creams, shampoos, creams and oils. Yeah. You do hair products, don't you, Lily? I do hair oils, yes. Yes. Got my hair growth. What did I say? <laughs> Rosemary Richness is my um, first release that I've done. Yeah. Um, currently, it's good on those edges. Promotes hair growth. Rosemary's good for hair growth um, and root stimulation and things like that. And that's what's lovely is that that we're all coming together when it comes to these things. And we know that the uh, beauty uh, products, natural skin products and so forth, it's like a billions and billions of dollars industry. So there's room for everyone. But this is a job application for Afrocentric. And we will put the the what's it called the website into the chat box and you can check it out and see what they have to offer and the pay is quite good for a assistant um, junior assistant 18 18, 000 a year for a 12-month contract with the opportunity to extend um it cannot be done remotely so i know a lot of people are doing work from home at the moment but it's a monday monday to friday nine to five which cannot be done remotely um and it's based in north london oh north london oh brilliant green um, Chanel Taylor says yesterday I was struggling to find shampoo without all these bad p- products in there and I was thinking how I know you'd make an amazing <laughs> shampoo thank you Nat- listen I used I, I, I also make body wash but I did use a body wash in my hair yesterday and it seems to be fine because it's less I don't use as much product it's yeah. more natural on that side so I'm st- that's still in the those phases and thank you. I know that you do use the products, Chanel, so you can give us a heads up and, you know, um, what do they what do they call it? The um... test, trial and errors. Yeah, you know, when you have the, oh, before and afters. Oh, yeah, take some before and afters. Yes, listeners, but we've put up that link into the chat box for the job, the job uh, opportunity. So please check that out and share it with anyone that you may know that's looking to wanting to to go into beauty or production or anything like that mm. just check it out i mean there's nothing wrong in that just a bit like checking our bodies yeah and check out opportunities as well can't we naturally Lily? of course of course yeah so that's afrocentric a fast-growing company london-based free hair products all right so, so let's remind our listeners what the yes. questions for today are so our first question was scrolling to the top um, <laughs> is it all right to have gender neutral bathrooms um and there was a reason for this question so we'll come to that question reason and would you marry your godchild mm. and chrissy has put into the chat box your topic today 
I work in sixth form college and they have just installed three gender neutral toilets for both staff and students to use. So we'd like to let us know how they've done that, Chrissy, because um, it's quite interesting what we're going to cover as regards to the gender neutral toilets. And I don't know if they're in cubicles of three, cubicles of one. Yeah, we'll so see how it goes. are they like disabled toilets where there's one bar- one toilet in a bathroom with a sink? Mm. Or is it like the ladies' toilets, which is for any and everyone? And there's no, like, male or female signage on yeah. the door. And we're also talking up about bathrooms, you know, gym gym rooms where people are changing all this but they've always kind of had um not gender neutral but like what's it called like you know when you go to the sauna it's not gender neutral is it if you've got male day female no. day and everybody day one day they said it was all men and i said i i, I had just got there and i said i'm i'm but that's because you because you're rebellious <laughs> that's got nothing to do with anything else but i mean i use that and we will talk on that as well because anyone can say anything and still get their way yeah you, you know you didn't tell them you <laughs> i did oh my gosh because i wanted to stay and it's like all men but some of the women used to stay and whatnot but i'm like i just got there at a specific time and now i've got to leave and i wasn't happy about it because this people <laughs> in society today they don't like to follow their instruction they don't la- They say you can't drive up a one-way road, and some amazing person thinks that they can turn left into a one-way road. True story. It happened to me last week. Turn left into a one-way road, but there's a sign at the end of the road that says no entry. You're not allowed. To turn Maybe up they this came road. from a European country or another country, and they didn't. They haven't done the the green cost green. What is it called? Then they shouldn't be driving. But people do, Lily. Come on. Them the let the fella rules them. Everybody just stubborn and rebellious. <laughs> Everyone's just a rebel. It's the world we live in today because... Oh uh, do you know what I think it is? It's just the fact of, like, being on, on that time for so long and just people are just fed up. They're just so fed up that they just don't care anymore. I think that's, that's what it is. And, you know, it's not going to sway people away from how they feel because they want to do what they want. But with that in mind, Lily, what's the questions again, please? Is it all right to have gender-neutral bathrooms? <clears throat> and would you marry your godchild? <laughs> Sorry, that question is just all wrong. But yeah, would you marry your godchild? We'll see you all in five. Stay there. We'll be back after these. At 15, Elijah J. McCoy moved to Scotland, seeking opportunities he was denied in America. His studies abroad led him to develop over 50 patented inventions, including the automatic sprinkler and the folding ironing board. It's believed the quality of his work gave rise to the term, the real McCoy. Celebrate his legacy and learn more about black history. Yo, guess what my uncle just said? Tell them who you tell me. Ooh, I did that, so all right, though. Okay, look. Shaba was the king back in the day. Shaba! But Pop Khan is fire! And he's gunning for the throne. How we do that? I always so right. Anyone can get in and stay in the know. Download the Loop app today. Tell 
don't miss the Flying Fish on Cuckoo Barbados Music Fortnight from the 3rd of June to the 12th of June 2022. Staying at Yellowbird and South Gap Hotels in St. Lawrence Gap on the south coast of Barbados with daily theme parties, the welcome party with free rum punch, the Lovers Rock concert and party, the Dressing White Catamaran party, the Swimwear or Short Speech party, comedy in the boatyard, a moonlight party, the Bajan Bar Crawl, a carnival night in the Gap, the Oysters Fish Fry and Grill Party Night, the International Artist Night, and the Midnight to Morning Farewell to Barbados Party. Oh, and each night there's going to be a last man standing rave at La Fleur's Bridgetown. Early bird tickets start at just £999, based on a minimum of two people sharing. Secure your place now with a £99 deposit, followed by nine equal payments of £100. This includes hotel and entertainment wristbands. For more details, call 0877-799-455. Allflavorsradio.com, the number one radio station on the net, reaching 179 countries in the world with the best variety of music. You're listening to the best station where the music never stops.
sounds of Yadra and Brothers. Or should I say Yadra and people? How you doing, Sonia? Guest 124, Guest 39, and Guest 477. Hi, Charlie, how are you doing? Sending lots of hugs and kisses to the family. Guest 26. Chat room crew. WhatsApp crew. Tuning crew. Worldwide crew. sounds of Yardborough, people and people don't stop the music and as we were talking before the break you asked those questions naturally Lily Mm -hmm. about gender specific or gender neutral toilets and yeah what was the question so is it all right to install or to have gender neutral bathrooms Mm. And would you marry your goddaughter? That's right. So we'll tackle that first one about gender neutral bathrooms. And the reason why uh, we're speaking on this is because uh, Natalie, she sent in, she said, please, sis, can you cover this? Because what happened in the United States was that a man dressed as a woman was going into these bathrooms and taking pictures of young people. He was arrested and yeah, it says it was an Amazon driver that was dressed as a woman. He filmed girls at shopping centre bathroom. So he, he has been arrested. But then it begs the question, the, the question that we then asked about gender neutral bathrooms, because some of the comments as regards to his arrest and so forth, um, one of the questions were, was that maybe he didn't. Um, sorry, where are we? he identifies as a woman that that be his defense he'll be out in a month so what's the correlation but there's no because you as much as he can say he identifies as a woman he's yeah. still committed a crime right so even if it was a woman doing that she's still recording yeah underage um underage girls 
they were 12 to 15. Yes. So still recording underage girls in, you know, without their clothes on because they're on the toilet or whatever. And then the photos themselves or the videos can then be transferred to any device like phones or computers. Mm. That's illegal. That's child pornography. That doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman doing that. Yeah. Whether you identify as a man or woman, it's still wrong. Brought to my attention, there's no such thing as child pornography, that it is all actually child abuse in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not child pornography. That does not exist. That terminology should not be used. It's actually child abuse. Yeah, but no, it does come up under child pornography because it's someone... So abuse is something that happens over time. Yeah. Mm. So it can happen once, but it's usually something that's over time. Pornography is some... is a. I say it's derogatory, derogatory. Other people wouldn't. But of a child, it's something that will be sold on. So pornography is videography or videos yeah. or pictures of young children that are being sold or being viewed for pleasurable mm. purposes. But, okay, we can agree to disagree on that, but from what this professional was saying, they're, with, they're a police person and that, that, was, that was a term that was taken out of it because then it, it almost makes it seem like it's okay and also make Why it seem like it's like it it's choice. Okay. Anyway, this that's for another show, beautiful people. That's for another show. Because it's child pornography. It's not, it's not. Because if they're under a certain age, then a lot of the time they're doing it because they're being forced to do it. Not out of choice. Like these girls, it wasn't out of choice that that man was going into that bathroom and taking these pictures. Yeah, but pornography is not always done out of choice. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. So whether yeah. it's an adult or a child... But when you, the sad thing is that, that, that there becomes a blurred line when we become adults, as we're going to see with this godfather and his godchild. Yeah. So, but we're not there yet. We're not there yet, Lily. All right. But this Amazon um, driver was arrested on a number of child um, porn charges and his he was taking secret images. So this is the, where the question comes in as regards to gender neutral bathrooms mm. because how do you feel out there listeners um I, I love the fact that chrissy said that there's been free gender neutral um bathrooms put into your workplace but chrissy how do they work are they individual toilets are they like toilets where everyone can use because some women still want that privacy but my thing is When you go into a toilet, you're going into a cubicle anyway. Yeah. It's not like a woman going into, well, maybe men may feel different, but as a woman, you're going into the bathroom and then you're walking into a cubicle yeah. to do your business. But then maybe you might be a woman that goes in and sees a man there and feels uncomfortable with it. Because there are women that have been through specific, certain things. Oh, yeah. That possibly would feel fearful that a man is actually in the bathroom and using the toilet at the same time as them. Not using their cubicle, mm. but using the bathroom at the same time. And that's where the discrepancy is. I just personally feel that if there's going to be this issue, just make single cubicles. Yeah. Or not single cubicles, because we have mm. singles. Make single toilets. As in, like one As one. in, one door goes to one toilet. Yeah. The problem with that that you have, though, is that somewhere like the mall in Green, where you can have 15 toilets in a small space, 
if you're going to start having to put things in rooms and doors, you're only going to get about you're five limiting, toilets. Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's where the situation or the problem will be. Or maybe you can say, right, there are gender neutral, but then they, but then they're being in the college, as Chrissy says, there might be spaces where women and men, there's males and females, toilets or bathrooms. But say if you're a trans, for instance, and you're not fully um, transitioned. transitioned, should you use a male or female bathroom? Use a disabled toilet. Okay. But they, they might not feel happy about that. But then the next argument is, if there's not a gender-neutral toilet on every floor, then it's not fair. So you're never going to be able to please anyone. The mm. only way you're going to be able to please anyone is if there are individual toilets with no signage on the front. It just says toilet. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, we live in a world now where regardless of what we what we feel or how we view you know, a community of people, it doesn't matter how you feel. What matters is everybody needs to feel included. But and everyone in, needs to feel safe as well, Leash. Yeah, but inclusion... Me, but that's a, that's a bit offensive, though, because that's saying that, oh, because there's a, a trans person coming into the toilet, I don't feel safe. But some women might not. This is what I'm saying to you. Some women actually, or men, whatever way it swings, might not feel comfortable then make them all toilets with doors. Mm. We went somewhere on the weekend and they didn't have made off female toilets. They just had a couple of toilets with... There was a shower in one, which I couldn't really understand. <laughs> they had like a wet shower thing that you could walk into, a toilet and a sink and a, and a baby changing area mm. because that's also another problem. In female toilets... Most of the time, you'll find a baby changing area or you'll find a baby changing area with a couple of beds, but then women may not feel comfortable with a man going in there changing his baby. So there's nowhere for men to change children. Wow. They're in a men's toilet, you wouldn't necessarily find the baby changing table in a men's toilet. So maybe or they'll... there may be one. What if, what if three dads need to change their baby at the same time? We'll have to queue up and wait. But we don't have to. Very often, there's like three or four changing tables in there for, for ladies. What are your thoughts out there, listeners? Give us a call, 07895134713. That's 07895134713. What are your thoughts as regards to gender-neutral bathrooms? And in line with this Amazon driver or worker, should I say, that was caught taking pictures of young people in the... He was dressed up as a woman and he was filming these young girls in this bathroom. Does that make women feel unsafe and the the transgender argument can be disputed actually so a good lawyer mm. will not for him against him prosecutor will say okay you identify as female where is it documented gp records seeing a psychiatrist have you been put on any blockers where is it documented mm. that you have stated you feel like a woman in a man's body Okay. Because if then you're if you're only you if you're only identifying as a woman for malice malicious purposes, then he's clearly not transgendered. He's just sick. And and that's what that guy because he was dressing up like a woman. He was pretending to be a woman to get to fulfil his disgusting desires. 
And that was wrong because it's not just one or two young people that he caught on camera. Mm. It was quite a few young girls until he was caught, till someone saw him doing what he was doing. And then they, they pulled him up and then he was arrested. So he could have been doing that for a very long time. Mm. And he had one of those little tiny pen cameras mm. that could capture everything as well. So, should, you know, Natalie says you would never encourage people with eating disorder, disorders to starve themselves. They are classed as having body dysmorphia and mental health. So what's the difference between them and trans? Either way, they're unhappy with themselves. Rather than help them to love themselves, they, they're being encouraged to live, live a lie. This lie is being enforced upon everyone. I wouldn't want my young daughter or myself to be able to share public toilet with a man with mental health. That's just asking for trouble. Teaching children that you can choose your gender is child abuse. So is marrying your godchild. That's just paedophilia. So I think you know, teaching your child your child about the trans is isn't right. Mm. But I don't agree that. I don't know. <coughs> Obviously, you're born in the skin that you're born in. Mm. <coughs> and I have come across someone who's not trans, but they are, they don't identify as male or female. And they have stated they have body dysmorphia. But that being said, a lot of people don't actually understand what body dysmorphia is. Yeah. So, yes, someone with an eating disorder may not be encouraged to starve themselves. But someone with an eating disorder, there have been loads of studies that have gone into how you can support that person. Yeah. Someone who has body dysmorphia and doesn't like the way they look and they want to change. For example, someone that goes and has loads of plastic surgery. No one turns around to that person and says, oh, you shouldn't have all this plastic surgery. You should love you who, for who you are. The plastic they surgeon doesn't do. turn around and say... Oh, you should love you for who you are. The plastic surgery He's just, getting does, paid. just does the treatment. That's that's because there's a motive behind the treatment. But that's what I'm saying. Like no one actually when it comes to body dysmorphia not being happy with the way you look, mm. you can't just turn around and say to someone, love you for who you are. No. Mm. And it is a process, but even after that process has, has taken place, because these people that are trans and I'm gonna speak this because as much as I don't necessarily understand it and may not agree with it for my own reasons I know that with the trans community they have to go through a lot of psychological yeah process before they even get accepted to have a gender assignment change I, I, but I've seen in the states they do it that they allow them to take like the hormones and all that stuff even from when they're like fourteen years of age. That's in America. America works very different. Yeah, but I know here you have to be, you have to see a therapist, you have to see a psychologist. They have to kind of like um, assess you mm. over a period of time. And could that be like? Because I've know I've seen a lot of these stars. Um, these celebrities um, dressing their children up in girl clothes or boy clothes or whatever. Because women, women wear trousers. I'd, and do you know what? I don't see anything wrong really with a man wearing a dress because an Arab wears one. Or, you know, in that, yeah, in that kind of, dress, you know. <laughs> it's not like a little pinnacle. <laughs> I know, but, you know, let my boys cheer. It, it's very confusing. Mm. And this, I think this world is very confused. Yeah. 
my that's my opinion and like we say we are all entitled to our opinion and anything we say no it's not set in stone what we say here no however like I, I don't think I would have put my boys if even if they if I saw them wearing one of your skirts or something like that I don't think they'd have done that anyway because yeah, they're quite you masculine you wouldn't automatically go oh my gosh she wants to be a boy because that's <laughs> n- I mean a girl that's not normal and the Scots wear kilts I mean it's sometimes men wear sarongs and whatnot. But it's just like they've made it unnatural to do certain things. Because I think that everybody is trying to... Okay, do you want my honest honest opinion? (laughs) I feel like, and I know this isn't for everybody that's in the trans community because they have, they know who they are or who they want to be, yeah? Mm. But I feel like this whole backside to being, you know, having trans... Um, gen- trans neutral toilets having all this inclusion and all of this thing I honestly feel there are things that are happening that are trying to nullify the woman okay so bring the woman down as much as she's been brought down already a woman bears children a woman brings life naturally into this world a woman carries life in her for nine to ten months that's what a woman does and these words were spoken by someone from the lgbtqa plus community they do not feel that a trans female has the right to say to a woman that they are a woman and that is because biological females are ones with wombs that can bring life Mm. into this world with this whole new movement that's happening now I feel like, one, they picked their battles because when it was the Black Lives Matter movement, the, the that community has a lot of say in a lot of things and I yeah. didn't hear their voices. Um, Although they were the background of it. Yeah. But also, I feel like with things like saying you can't say the birthing mother, you can't say breastfeeding, you can't say, um, like words that have mother in it that you would automatically associate with a woman it's got to be the birthing person it's got to be chest feeding it's got to be i'm sorry i did not carry two children very painfully for nine to ten months and go through 12 plus hours of labor twice and be on the brink of death both times to be told no we can't call you mother we've got to call you a person do you think because it's a desensitising of the mother, the word mother then? The, 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 the trans community. Because it actually doesn't. They don't actually care. They don't care? No. Because if a lot of their mothers comment, have abandoned them. No, not even that. They don't care about whether they're related to their, 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 we call it breastfeed or not, because they know that they've added that to them. Yeah. They know that they can't have cervical smears because you have to be a woman to have a cervix. They know that when it comes to being a birthing mother... A trans woman cannot birth a child. A trans man can, but that's because he was biologically a woman, right? That chose to keep his womb, which I think is weird. But that's what has happened. When you make those choices, you have to accept the consequences or the the repercussions to what you've chosen. If you chose to no longer be a woman, that's what you've chosen to do. You've chosen to be a man. But yet you still choose to bring life 
which is the duty of a mother mm. into this. Do you see what I mean? There is a so side to it where some of them have done it and they just want to change back as well. But, I mean, we're talking about gender-neutral facilities here. But it's much bigger than gender-neutral. I think that's such a yeah. small... It's much, much bigger than that. I know that people, women feel uncomfortable, but there's an easy fix to that. If The way I see it, there's an easy fix to that. Just make toilets just... One 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 one, and then everyone can use whatever whatever. The thing is, like when you and you saying that, where are we going with all of this then, Lily? You know, say at um, big stadiums and venues, mm. then where are we going with all of this? Because it's going to have a bigger impact if it's not taken into hand. You know. A- Trans woman that looks like a woman would be welcome to into a female's toilet. What if she still has You wouldn't her... even notice. What if she still has her people? Yeah, but you wouldn't know that because they're going to the cubicle. Okay. And this is what I think people just overthink these things. If a, <laughs> a trans woman looks like a woman, yeah, so you wouldn't know that she's going and standing up weeing. And let's be honest, most of them don't stand up on weeing because they're, they're still delicate. So they would go and use a toilet like a woman okay yeah a trans That's man would use the male toilets because you look like a man mm. so, but can i just bring in just that point on that amazon guy but he did how do we he did not look like a woman he just had a blonde he put on a blonde wig and he mostly looked like the crazy man that we see walking up the street mm. with the belly top you know the one that's got the belly top or he just wears a vest and you know that's a man. And if he walked into a female toilet, you'd be like, uh, no, dude. But he might say, I have a right to be here. Then go and use the disabled toilets. Okay. And that was the point that was made, that if that's the case, yeah, go and use the... Dif- if you're, you, you are... In, if It says, no, if they feel uncomfortable, they should use the dis- disabled toilets. And um, Natalie says, I definitely think they need to deserve... And deserve support, but not at the expense of women's safety. Yeah, this is true. And what happened in that toilet is not an is not an isolated incident. No. So if that's the case, it's not isolated. And because of this whole movement, mm. women are they're not going to feel safe. As a woman, I feel insulted sometimes mm. because I feel like as much as we can be supportive to people who are going through these life changes and things like that, we do. We do try and support them. We, you know, you meet a gay guy and you'll be his best friend and he'll be funny and whatever. But there are people within that community that will say, I don't feel like the way that they're treating you is right. Yeah. You, I've read the comments from gay people. They will all say the same thing. It's the same with, with the whole Dave Chappelle thing. Everybody is on the same page. Yeah. It's the very few, the same thing like with the football, it's the very few that make the odd comment here and there that, make that it blow majority. everything out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we say, oh, just go and use the disabled co- toilets. One thing people need to understand is disabled means you're unable to do what the norm does, what the general population does. You're in a wheelchair, you're autistic, you're unable to use the general toilets, mm. so you have to go to a cubicle on your own. A trans person who feels that they are a man in a woman's body or a woman in a man's body but looks like they were born, you're unable to use the toilets yeah. that the general population public would use to use the disabled but they toilets. Might, might take that as an offence but you're, I think that's very right uh, what you've said there Lily 
is the fact of like we're working through things and we shouldn't impose how we're feeling on other people and that's fair enough and that is if you're speaking on that specific demographic but Mm. these these paedophile men that think they can just dress up as a woman and go and sneak into a women's toilet i mean something has to be done about that obviously like um like Like natalie Natalie said that it's not a it's not an incident that is just isolated no and they're the few that ruin it for the many you see this is the problem and so how can women be kept safe when it comes to those things, yeah, it's great that they've, Chrissy's highlighted that they're putting gender neutral uh, bathrooms into their college facility. And so that's, that is something that's become available. But what about for the, the whole general public? Like you said, the mall, people mm. use them all. Are these men in wigs going to go and start going mm. in there and start abusing women? Because I know I've been working with women that have been sexually um, raped in, in public. Yeah. And, you know, where do we draw the line? Where is that Where's that boundary drawn where women can feel safe? We've been speaking about this for a few weeks now. Safety when of it women comes at to the women's moment safety. is just... In, I, I heard something the other day. In the last 20... So at that point, this was about two weeks ago, in 21 weeks, 81 women had been murdered. And they See? were... This has all come off the back of the Sarah Everard mm. and the oh the teacher, I've forgotten her name. Yeah. Sarah Everard, I remember because it's all over in the news, but the one Asian girl that was a teacher, her name ain't nowhere. So I'm saying mm. out loud, why are we hearing about one and not about the other? Because they were both, you know, in the same boat. But because of those two cases now, there's a whole thing about female safety. Yeah. And this is one of those things. This is us going to somewhere to relieve ourselves and, and being scared safe. to yeah. relieve ourselves. Yeah. And the funny thing is, um, I know of people that they live in constant fear mm. of being attacked, mm. of being abused because of what they've actually gone through. Yeah. And so although we, we're saying, oh, yeah, we're accommodating certain people and doing certain things, are we really going to be safe? And I've, I've heard some comments, like even from MPs, and that as regards mm. to women and our dress and the way, but we shouldn't, we sh- this is something we shouldn't have to worry about. We tackled this subject a couple of weeks ago about female safety mm. and still we're talking on the matter because now it's in a, a totally different scenario and we're still having to fight to be safe. And talking about MPs, I'm sorry, I have to say this out loud because Miss Patel is shocking as a woman of colour, woman of colour, she overlooked the fact that women are scared of the police. We got told, I don't think Preeti said it, but we got told, if you if you feel unsafe when you're approached by a police officer, hail the next, the near, the, the, the bus coming along. Yeah? That's what we was told. But the MP that gets stabbed up outside his house now, all the police all of a sudden have bodyguards. Yeah. And this is where the system, we talk about, you know, being inclusive and having transgender neutral toilets and making women feel comfortable 
if you cannot even be backed by the people that are supposed to have you in safety, it doesn't matter what we say. It doesn't matter our opinions. Mm. It doesn't matter if we say women don't feel safe with having a man in a wig walking into the toilet because he identifies differently than what is on his birth certificate. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we are... you got to watch this space, really. I think because it's not going to get... We hope that it will get better, but it's going to get a lot worse before it does. And women have, we've been fighting. I mean, even down to the point, I think it's a lady in Zimbabwe. She she designed this thing for rape victims. Oh, my God. Yeah, and yeah. good on her for designing something like that. I don't know if they passed it. Most probably not because they'd say it's a... Uh, they should pass it. <laughs> they should pass it because women need to be feel safe when they're going outside. And the only way that that thing can get removed is if you go to the hospital so you know that you've done something that you shouldn't have done. Mm. Yeah, but a woman should be able to go into the public loos. I mean, I don't, I don't use really toilets. use them unless I'm with a, um, someone else. I don't use public Yeah, that they should be safe enough to go in there and not have an Amazon driver because there's a lot of things coming up about Amazon drivers as well, yes, yeah? Yes, there are like stealing packages from <laughs> customers. <laughs> a lot of things coming up about Amazon drivers and it is not in a good light. All right, so beautiful people, what are your thoughts? 07895-134713. We have come very close to the end of the evening. We're asking the question, should you now marry your godchild? We will see y'all in five. Yes, it's over, call it a day Sorry that it had to end this way No reason to pretend We knew it had to end someday This way Yes, it's over Sounds of Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. 
And thank you so much, Mark. Shout out all the DJs on All Flavors Radio. And it's become too much for me to mention, I must say, which is beautiful. You are all doing a fantastic job. And we appreciate each and every one of you. And that was the sounds of Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams, Too Much, Too Little, Too Late. That goes out to you, Joy McKay. I know that um, we grew up on that. I love that album. I remembered, oh, Johnny Mathis and Denise Williams. And they, that wasn't specifically the one that I wanted to play. But I might play the one again afterwards. We've come very, very close to the end of the evening on this. What's the date today, naturally, Lily? 26th of October. 26th of October. Hasn't the year gone extremely fast? It really has. It's like, what, nine, seven weeks to the end of the year? Ooh. Or am I being a bit ambitious? It's a bit longer than that, but yeah. No, you're right. I think you're 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 almost right. Probably just eight. Just over, yeah. Wow. It's gone very fast. And I wow. really do appreciate thank you so much, George Flavors, for again giving us this platform. We have to big you up every single time. Mm-hmm. And knowing that we are reaching a worldwide audience. Is it over 128 countries? That's wow. absolutely amazing. And we will keep going as best we can. Yes. So naturally, Lily, we were speaking on so we just spoke on Gender neutral toilets or bathrooms. We've spoken on fasu being too easy and you know laid back kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, breast cancer awareness tonight, as well as help me, help me, help me here. Um, having a library that is quite diverse. Yes, decolonized. Decolonizing our libraries, but the scenario. <laughs> That really did me in. So tell us about the scenario. Go on. Right, the scenario scenario. was this fellow, 55 years old, marries his goddaughter, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. However, the godfather used to go out with the mother of the godchild. And... Yeah. And she's got four kids at 18. She got four children. I know four children at eighteen. I'm not judging her. I'm I'm really not judging the woman. Maybe judging the man a bit I'm because one of the children is one of man. his. One of the children must is his. be. And I'm sure I saw that he was arrested. Well, that wouldn't surprise me because I'm sure because this is American, wasn't it? Yeah. And I'm sure that the legal age is either sixteen or eighteen. I know it's. I feel like it's 18. Because I remember but, seeing something where the girl was 16 and the dad got the boyfriend taken in for statutory rape because she wasn't of legal age. But that's dependent on the state. Yeah, because in some states it's 12. But the thing is, I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to play R. Kelly till now. I don't care because <laughs> in America, like they've all over the place and it's one law for someone and another law for one law for the whites and one law for the black people. Did Woody Allen date, marry his daughter? Woody Allen married his adopted daughter. It's not funny. 
that means that all that time he was probably oh. anyways we're on this godfather thing oh um joy mckay says please send a happy 93rd earth strong to your grandma tomorrow oh, oh hi grandma ella <laughs> it's a great grandma for you Gigi. oh great grandma and grandma for me hi grandma ella has um wonderful happy 93rd earth strong to you yeah Okay, so legally, he's allowed to marry her because they're not biologically related, okay? Because we already know how I feel about that <laughs> mother and brother and all that nonsense. However, godfather means that he's been there from birth, yeah? So he's seen her in Grown. nappies. Maybe he changed yeah, her nappies. Yeah, but he used to go with the mother. Maybe he... You know, took her to school, secondary school. She didn't make it to college because she's got four children. How long was he dating her for, though? Because for them to be married, must have them did from, like, at least a year. We'd hope that it's a year. But he's 55 and she's 18. Um, I mean, that age... nothing for a number, innit? He That's what R. Kelly said. <laughs> Well, Kelly said that and no. he's in prison. No. He's in yeah, prison. But, but no, he had a bit of a ring going on. But, yeah, you know. He's a whole different dude. But I honestly, <laughs> I just think it's wrong. What are your thoughts out there? Guys, you have literally 10 minutes to let us know what you think regarding this. All right. Oh, I... Chanel says she thinks she was 14. She said she read something where she said he was 14. When they started dating. It's a four years. Yes, thank you. Um, Chanel Taylor is actually the person that sent us this scenario. Thank you very much, um, Chanel Taylor. Please, can you confirm whether she was 14 when they started dating? Because if they were, that's why he was arrested. And that means that all of the kids then... Might be his. his. The mum... I know the mum put something up. But, I mean... What, in agreement? How do you feel about that? Against like, it? In a, against it. She, he used to be her boyfriend. And that, that would, see, as a mother, as a mother, I think I'd want to drink him because, <laughs> because that means that all that time you've been up in my house, you've been looking at my child. Yeah. Naji. Chanel says she believes, yes, she has one kid and the rest are his. So, yeah. The mother's a stepmother. Oh, no. No, what do you mean the mother's a stepmother? So she is their stepmother. Oh. So wait. The four children were the mums. One is one is the mums. Oh, this is it gets guys the rabbit hole gets I deeper. I feel like I feel like we need to do a bit more reading into this story. But the 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 crux of the matter is would you date your godchild? No. Because that's nasty. And that's that means that you've been looking at that child from when they was born. To be a good parent, you've got to be there from birth. And that's your your yeah. bestie saying to you, when I go, I need you. I need you to take care of my kids. And he really took that seriously because he, he took, took her, her, but in the wrong way. Oh, no. It's terrible. It's terrible. I'd want to joke him. I'm, I'm sorry. I'd go to prison. I would. I would. Because that means that all that time you've been up in my house. Looking at my child. My little 12-year-old baby. Lily, oh. don't get triggered now. Don't please, please, triggered. calm, calm. I'm having to, you know... No, 
guys, the, I mean, and you this can't trust nobody around your kids. The thing is, we might think this funny. We might think, oh well, but these things are going on every single day, but and these you... are taboo taboo subjects in the sense of, you know, we just spoke of that guy in the toilets taking pictures of strange girls. But what about if it's a man that actually knows your children? And this is yeah. the thing, like as a parent, you will you will do anything to protect your children. And I've I've had you know those those cutout moments when you're watching a film, and the person's in a meeting, and then someone gets in their face, and they fling them out the window, and then they snap back to reality. I've had those cutout moments with people in real life when it comes to my children, and I'm very very like. <laughs> Nah, nah. Wow. Nah. So you just you can't trust anybody. This is what this is what this world makes you think. You children. can't trust anybody around your children. Mm. Like you mm. have to have your radar on, and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible that you have to think like this. But you have to any any person that comes into con into contact with your child, you have to be that person that has to you know you got got analyze. You got to make sure yeah. that. They're kosher, you know? Yeah. And how do you do that? It's, and, you know, some people just go off and say, oh, yeah, look after look after Johnny, little Johnny. I know someone that and, did that. You know, and you have no idea of the background of this person. And even if it's someone that's your friend, and if if it's someone you've dated and you're not doubt, dating that person anymore and you say, oh, come and be, you know, why would you want to have that yeah. connection anyway? And, I mean, there's... Wow, it's that that that's it's quite a deep conversation. I would really like to understand and know a little bit more on this scenario. But I mean, would you marry your goddaughter, godson? I mean, no, no. you're there to protect you've def- that child. You've got at least sixteen years on that child. No, more than that. Come on. No, because most... you could have. You could be a young parent. Like you know, I know some of my friends that had babies at like sixteen, seventeen. Mm. So if if you were to be a godparent, you'd be at least sixteen years wow. ahead of them. Yeah. Well, beautiful people, we've come very close to the end of the evening. Naturally, Lily, what what is the the saying in the book, the hundred principles of leadership? What are we looking at here? John John Maxwell says, leaders must be. Close enough to relate to others, mm. but far ahead to motivate them. Far enough ahead to motivate them. So a good father would be close, but far. So there as a motivator, as opposed to someone that wants to take over and, and infiltrate, as opposed to an infiltrator. More of a motivator than an infiltrator. And likewise, again, with the gender specific roles or gender neutral roles it's knowing who we are i think mm. and a lot of people we got to start from the inside out a lot of us are looking at the external you know what we look outside look like outside and we don't even know who we really are mm. and that's what was we talking about that just now in that making that change to transform ourselves to transition yeah we need to know who we are from the inside out 
And I know in a lot of cases that some of us have been hurt in childhood, some of us have suffered trauma, some of us have been through the mill and back, you know, and even abandoned in that sense. But then, um, and then we take it so personally that we don't take the time to understand who we are as individuals. Mm. And I think it's so important that we do get to know ourselves. Mm. We would spend the world of time to being in relationship, making friends, and because that's maybe to validate ourselves or to be in certain situations, mm. when in fact we should be taking the time out to understand who we are yeah. on a conscious and a subconscious level. No? This is true. Yeah. Mm. And so in some of these cases, like Natalie said, I mean... Some of the ones on the guy that that dressed up as a woman and, you know, done those things, took those pictures and images, it says he identifies as a woman. That will be his defence. It will be out in a month. Or he didn't have to go through trouble to disguise. All he had to do is identify as a woman and he would have got away with everything. No, he wouldn't have. Well, I hope not, because he might do. We have to, we have to, I mean, I don't have much belief in the justice system, but I know enough to know that there has to be evidence. Mm. And I know that sounds like, oh yeah, but you know, it's one rule for one. There is one rule for one and one rule for another. But first of all, he's a Latin American guy, so he ain't getting away with nothing. But second of all, you have to be able to prove mm. that's who you are. And if he does get, a, you know, if they do believe him, he ain't going to be free. He's going to end up worse off because they're going to go and put him in a psych ward. Yeah, that's true. Because yeah. you've you've committed an injustice against children. Mm. Well, yeah, if it so. was against the fee, a, a woman, I don't think it would have been taken that seriously. But it's an injustice against children. I do think that ch- child crimes tend to get, these kind of child crimes tend to get and that's the next issue, though, Leash, that crimes against women are not taken seriously. No, they're not. Yeah. They're not. A woman will go and say that she's been molested or been raped and they'll turn around and say, oh, but your skirt was really short. The funny thing is, I was watching something, the guy's name is John K. Arnold, mm. and he murdered quite a few women. And one woman, she got away, she, she, he raped her. Mm. And she got away and she went and told the police and they didn't believe her because she was like Narayevo, like Indian and whatnot. Yeah. And they, she said if had they have believed her, that he, she would have saved her, even down to his stepdaughter, going back to this, he murdered her. And even had they have listened and believed, then so many lives would have been saved. And this is from the police. The police. And it's a, yeah. the police is another institution that's run by white males and um, even when there's white women in the force yeah they're trying to match up to the rep and the the hierarchy of the male, male yeah so they then take on that bravado so it's it's just so vicious that that though these are the people that are supposedly pro- protectors protect. but they don't protect anyone but themselves look at this guy that that killed that woman all his colleagues knew about what he was like, yeah. and he had a nickname. What was his nickname? I can't remember the nickname, but it was some like it wasn't Rapey Ray, but it was something <sighs> along those lines. See? They knew that he was a disgusting man, but no one did anything about it until he killed a woman. 
Well, and that, that's not the first within the force which we highlighted before. Natalie says, it's sure, I'm sure that 99% of parents would be disgusted by their child dating their ex. The world is 100%. lost, Natalie. The world 100%. is so lost. So how do we get found? That's my, that's my question <laughs> for the end of the show. Everybody needs how to start their spiritual found? journey. Because honestly, someone said something to me this weekend. Mm. And it's so true. That we all have our beliefs, we all have our religions or whatever that we follow. The narrative behind strip back the men that preach that message or whatever, but the narrative behind it is the the the, the message is the same. But nobody is gonna achieve mm. this sense of self worth, self belief, self actualization, which is at the top of that pyramid. No one is gonna achieve that until you have that inner peace Thank you. with the with your spirituality, with whatever universe you wanna pray to or whatever. You have to be on that journey mm. of looking within before you yeah. can look. And that's a, that's a key word, self. Just so and and finding ourselves in order for everyone that's lost, we got to find ourselves, and that's it in the nutshell, isn't it? Naturally, Lily. Yeah, I I think that we can be such a such a judgmental society, and I think that contributes to some of the problem. We judge the white people for how they feel about the black people and blah blah. But it's like you said, if everyone just takes that moment, we can get there. We can, yeah. All right, self love self-reflection and working before we're looking at someone else we're looking at ourselves to change be the change we want to see we've said that so many times but naturally Lily we've come we've come to the end of the show (laughs) and following us will be hopefully um, naturally Lily no DJ Laro from the shores of St Lucia will be following us after um uh the show tonight so thanks thank you everyone for tuning in thank you for your company tonight thank you for your comments and thank you for taking part in with us in the show um everyone in the chat room everyone on tune in everyone in whatsapp everyone around the world and even all you silent listeners out there thank you so much for your company and i guess all we have left to say naturally lady is we will see y'all on the other side. Good evening. Take Touches my heart
Stay. 